It's now 8 o'clock, time for the Ilford South FM Documentary Hour. Tonight, local journalist Jimothy Baker is making his radio documentary debut with the inside story of the notorious local music festival, Gapefest. Due to the use of bad language and details of violence, drug use, and sexual themes, this documentary has been given a certificate of 10A. Listeners under the age of 10 must cover their ears during the offensive sections. It was the most wonderful event Ilford South has ever seen. A complete fuck-up of epic proportions. I'm Jimmy Buffett. My game fucked my wife, and I loved it. Everyone had a good time. The death toll from Gapefest has risen to 231 people. The so-called victims were probably victims of a random serial killer. You see, there's chemicals in the water. A lot has been written about Gapefest, mainly by so-called journalists, including those hacks from the Ilford Inquirer, whose so-called awards be given to a more serving journalist. But none of those journalists have been granted access to Mike Gapes' personal archives, in return for allowing him to say his piece and make the occasional edit. What you haven't heard until now is the real story of what went down that long weekend. In compiling this award-winning documentary, I tracked down and spoke to some of the key players to get the inside scoop on the highs and the lows of Gapefest. This documentary is sponsored by Ilford South Pizza Emporium. Like Woodstock, Gatefest was a music festival. However, unlike Woodstock, Gatefest took place in the year 20... And it didn't take place in Woodstock, it took place here, in Ilford South. But the similarities are undeniable. Woodstock was a music festival. Gatefest was a music festival. Woodstock had famous musicians playing music. Gatefest had famous musicians playing music. Neither festival managed to get Bob Dylan to play. Woodstock had Jimi Hendrix set his guitar on fire. Gatefest had multiple cases of arson. The documentary about Woodstock, Woodstock, won an Academy Award for Best Documentary. Gatefest, this documentary about Gatefest, well, watch this space. Eat at Ilford South Pizza Emporium for an authentic pizza experience. Gatefest was the child of local MP, Mike Gapes MP. Although I had reported on Gatefest at the time, a violent incident inside my own home resulted in the destruction of my original tapes. Fortunately, Mr Gapes agreed to grant me full access to his audio archives. Ah, Jimothy, come through, come through, all the Gapes tapes are stored in here. But, but Mr Gapes, this is my flat. Yes, sorry, I meant to tell you, you must relocate. Cowardoo basement has flooded and we needed to move the tapes to one of my other properties. Don't bother picking up your things. We already have them pulped. Mr. Gapes told me he believed the truth would vindicate him. 
if you listen closely, you can hear how I killed the man in self-defence. Mike Gapes has certainly received a lot of criticism for the festival, described by Labour's Sam Tarry as the bastard child of a diseased brain. Although, according to Gapes himself, he wasn't fully responsible for the idea. All the good ideas, they were mine. The bad ideas, all the things that went wrong, were the fault of others. <laughs> the whole thing came to me because I'm so in touch with all things young and popular with young people. Mike told me the whole thing came to him in a dream. Mr Richard Miller was Mike Gates' closest aide for many years. We have altered Richard Miller's voice to protect his identity, that of Richard Miller. In this dream, Mike Gates had become what he called the world cow and was drowning mankind in his milk. God was displeased at Gapes and sought to cast him down to hell. But Gapes as the world cow killed God and became a new God. As he rambled on about making love to the sky and giving birth to new worlds, I tried to tell him my idea about a small fundraiser for church repairs using local bands. Gapes told me this was a terrible idea and nobody liked live music. Later that day, he announced Gapefest. the world's biggest and what should have been most successful festival was a trifle for a man of my abilities. Even simpler than organising a in a dairy and God knows I've organised a few of those in my time. Jesus. Local shops and services were lining up to offer to help. Ilford South Pizza Emporium. Please do not give us negative reviews, we have 4.5 on Google reviews. And every cool band would be begging to play once my goons paid them and their loved ones a visit. The biggest problem was the name. I had originally planned on calling it Gape for Glory, but on trying to copyright it, I found it had already been copyrighted by a purveyor of the pornographic arts as part of a film series they had produced. So we went with my second idea, Gape Fest. Unfortunately, that had also been copyrighted by a purveyor of the pornographic arts as part of a film series they had produced. We went through a whole litany of titles, and every time it was the same thing. There was Gaping with Mike. Teen Gape. Good Times Gaping. Gape Stravaganza. Mike Gapes. Gape your... Then, and shit on my chest! Fieldford South Music Festival. And Gape for Glory, too. Due to a technicality, Anal Gapes Thoughts 4 had not been copyrighted, and during the planning stages, this is how the festival was referred to. Eventually, after a protracted legal battle, I was permitted to use the name Gapefest in return for a small fee and lending my impressive vocal talents to the label to use for their audio descriptive pornographic videos. I secretly suggested they add that to the settlement, 
as payback for Mike stealing my idea. She gets up and moves down between his legs to give him a blowjob. His uncircumcised cock is extremely thick and looks almost too big to... With the name Vendors and Bands lined up, all that was needed was a venue. And Mike Gapes had the perfect idea. The Vatican. Unfortunately, Mike was unable to arrange an audience with the Pope, although he assures me they're very good friends and the pontiff often asks his expert advice on complex theological matters. He does! With the Vatican unavailable, and Mike Gapes banned for life from all Lilford farms and fields after being incorrectly accused of stealing cows, all lies. Gapes took the unprecedented step of clearing 14,000 acres of a historic Lilford rainforest home to over 10,000 species of endangered creatures. Look, there were only so many different weird animals in that overgrown heap of shit because of the chemicals coming out of Kaunadu. Don't feel sorry for the creatures we lost. Most of them were so mutated, their lives must have been a constant agonising hell. I saw a dog that was inside out and had five legs. One such monstrosity was a strange cow man with four nipples. Don't you famously have four nipples, Mr. Gapes? Oh yes, I did first notice the beast in a mirror. Despite condemnations from the scientific community and the UN, Trump bastards! The cleared area was declared by Mike Gapes as more than fit for purpose as long as the bright lights and smell of food doesn't attract the strange, nightmarish predators that still reside in the rainforest. Gatefest's advertising budget was the largest in history, with adverts taken out in every music magazine, and even the Ilford Enquirer, which saved it from another bankruptcy. Many in the industry described the advertisements as obscene and upsetting, and with all the magazines and newspapers that contained them being recalled and pulped, there exists no images of it anywhere, except in the troubled minds of those it drove to madness. The adverts were designed by me, myself and I. They were mine, my intellectual property! So I take the accusation that they were anything but tasteful and informative to be a personal slight. Were the photographs of mutilated corpses real? You will have to ask the photographer I bought them from. Well, we tried to track him down, but it turned out he was executed in Japan after a manga he illustrated was considered too depraved even for them. Yes, he was truly a powerfully subversive artist. I've got some copies of those mangas in my library. Would you like to see them? Please, no. Just reading about them gave me nightmares for months. I've got them in the children's section. They were a bit tame for my tastes. The festival boasted an all-star lineup, and the negotiations that went into securing the acts were long and arduous. There were certain divas among the musicians. I recall the discussion with Eric Clapton from the Cream. Well, because I taped it. Wow. Can we hear it? I'm afraid not. 
You see, after he left, his lawyers contacted me, saying that Mr. Clapton had not agreed to any recordings, and if I don't destroy them immediately, he would sue me in court. So, of course, I immediately destroyed them, and the backups, and the backups of the backups. Clapton, if you're listening, I promise I don't have another set of backups, so call your lawyers off. There's a good chap. Oh, that really is a shame. Oh, but I do have the transcripts. Here, you play me, Michael Gapes, and I'll play Clapton. Wouldn't it be less confusing if you played you and I played Clapton? Yes, you may be right. I think you lack the gravitas to embody a dramatically reconstructed version of the Mike Gapes. Okay, you do Clapton. Make sure you get his voice right. Easy. I'm a master of vocal camouflage. Ah, Mr. Clapton, you are here at last. Hello, Mr. Gapes. Is that it? Okay, Uh, don't worry, you can call me God. Now, where are the other members of Cream? The cool ones? They're both dead, Michael. Ah, yes. And what of Derek and the boys? Jim Gordon was always my favourite domino, yourself included. Whatever happened to him? Still in prison for murder. Thank you for the private jet, by the way. It was very much appreciated. It is the least I could do. After your son died in such a horrible way. Did you really say that? Stay on script, Jimothy! Uh. Yeah, I really don't like to talk about that, Mike. Gosh, yes, you must prefer to sing it. Sing your pain, Eric. Hire a professional hitmaker to put it in accessible, unchallenging, commercially viable terms and milk that sorrow for all it's worth. Like in your song, In the Air Tonight. That wasn't... Clapton storms out. What a prima donna. Oh well, we still have plenty more big names. Ah, here's one now. Trevor Horn. But despite losing Clapton, Trevor Horn and the surviving Chuckle Brother, due to what they have described as a litany of insensitive comments and dances, the lineup remains strong. In fact, much like the famous 20-foot cheese pizza from Ilford South Pizza Emporium, Gatefest could not be finished off easily. Jimmy Buffett promised he would make an appearance. Ah, dear old Jim, what a character. Why, thank you, Mr. Gates. Not you, Jimothy! I am talking about Buffett. Oh, the stories I could tell you about what we used to get up to on his boat if it weren't for the non-disclosure agreements we all had to sign. Anything goes in international waters, you know. You know, I'm a big fan of the Buffett Man myself. There's nothing like the Pina Colada song when you want to relax. Indeed, even his boat was called the Pina Colada song. Although when I was done on there, they could have renamed it the Penis Colada song. 
Old Jimmy B really knows how to party. Him and his wife. You get what I'm saying, Jimothy? I think so. Million Moving on, the allegations of bestiality organised dogfights. Have you ever fucked another man's wife, Jimothy? No, I don't think I have. Oh, you need to try it. Nothing bonds you with a friend like you both spit roasting his wife. I think I've got all that. Hearing them both call you Big Daddy Gates. Other acts included Weird Milk, Tim Farron and the Voyeurs, the Ulford Policeman's Choir, and even the remaining members of a certain 90s grindcore band. Yes, anal cunt really let me down badly. I had booked them for 20 songs, thinking that would fill an hour. I repeatedly told Gapes that the songs were very short and to book them for a specific length of time if that's what he wanted. I'm still standing. Nobody told me their songs were so short. If that's what young people are into these days, it's no wonder they are all so stupid. That was the only problem with Sure Start. It helped young people. If I could have changed one thing about that wonderful programme, it would have been to make it harm young people. Shut up, Paul! Gapes had no idea about modern popular music. The most recent song he'd heard was... It was going to be an absolute shit show. Gapes seemed intent on blowing all the money he drifted on various old-timey acts, half of whom were dead. Okay, okay, you win, Miller! I took control of the finances by distracting Mike. I give in! I cannot bear to be taunted like this any longer! With an exquisite set of bells I had made just for such occasions. Hand me those wonderful bells at once! And booked all the popular bands. Well... Sort of. The updated lineup boasted appearances by the likes of Beyonce, Oasis, Taylor Swift, and Madonna. A bunch of no-name bands trying to use my festival for exposure. Rihanna, who is he? The killers? There is only one killer in rock and roll. And unlike these pretenders, Jerry Lee has actually killed someone. The main stage was always a battle between me and Gapes. I'd managed to protect the main stage from the worst of the Gapes damage and had even used a secret slush fund I was using to funnel money from the official budget to bring over some of my favourite Japanese acts. The money was running out, and I had no idea where it was going. With everything in place, it was time for the festival to open. An estimated 400,000 people entered the festival on the first day. Some newspapers have reported that only 200 tickets were sold, and the rest were given away to prime the pump. But Mr Gapes has assured me those are... Lies! Lies and smears! Every ticket was paid for. The only reason the official financial figures say we sold only 200 tickets was because I told my accountants to disregard the profits made on the 800 million tickets that were sold where I gave the money directly from them to charity. As ever, I was putting the people first. 
Festival goers arrived to find the parking lot was a three hour walk from the campsite in a neighbouring county. Ilford parking lots are for locals only! But the organisers had laid on transport in the form of golf carts that could be rented at a very reasonable price of £5. A minute. The same price for two delicious slices from Ilford Pizza Emporium. I'm not running a charity! I thought the festival was for charity. Not a charity for lazy, spoiled millennials, the Twitter woke brigade! The charity I set up was to help upkeep and maintain the historic mansions of Ilford. Well, the historic mansion. The problems were compounded by the festival stuff wearing vests to denote their different roles, but were all the same colour. They were not all the same colour! There was eggshell white, cream, ivory, Navajo white, vanilla, snow, ghost white, baby powder. Yes, some of the vests got a bit dirty and that added to the confusion. But what should I have done? Used bright, luminescent colours? And how would that help people with colour blindness? I'm proud of the lengths we went to in order to ensure the event was accessible to all. Can you help me, sir? No wheelchairs allowed. Many questioned whether the Gape goons staffing the festival were trained and DBS checked, but as Mr Gapes will explain, they were a last resort after the initial staff dropped out at the last minute. I originally tried to hire the Satan Slaves biker gang to provide security, as well as customer service. But talks broke down after I accidentally called them Satan Sluts and Satan's bitches and Satan's cunts and now I know why they needed those leather jackets to protect their thin skins After reaching the campgrounds, festival goers were shocked to discover a huge parking space and landing strip next to the festival that would have easily contained all their vehicles A brisk walk is the best way to start a festival and tempers were further frayed when all food, beverages and medication was confiscated at the gates by the security goons. Refreshments are a big part of festival profits. If you want to attend my festival and listen to my music, then you will pay for my milk. And the medication? There could have been anything in those insulin syringes. I cannot have an outbreak of heroin at my festival. At least, not unless the heroin is bought in-house. But if there were any genuine diabetes sufferers, which I doubt, there was a St. John's ambulance man, probably. The opening act, Oasis, fucking mad for it. Yeah, I can get up in this fucking knobhead. Then the festival started with a bang. Those fine young men from Liverpool really blew me away. It wasn't Oasis. You're a fucking daft cunt, that's what you are. <laughs> I can't see anything, why is there so much smoke? There was no way we could afford all the big acts I'd advertised after Gapes' profligacy, and me using the remaining funds to bring in the acts I wanted to see. 
So for all the big names, I found cheap tribute tax and had the stage hands flood the stage with smoke in hopes nobody would notice. So, Sally, you have the, the milk oasis. I told Capes he couldn't meet them because they were so starstruck and in awe of him but they would die of excitement if they were to actually meet him. Unfortunately, many of the acts were too starstruck and in awe of me to meet me, or they would have died from excitement. Music wasn't the only attraction at the festival. Local wrestling promotion Ilford City Wrestling put on an event, describing themselves as the most fucking hardcore promotion on the fucking planet, Wrestlers certainly lived up to their reputation with a host of violent choreographed matches where the results were predetermined. I particularly enjoyed the myriad ways in which they assaulted one another's genitals. Thumbtacks, barbed wire, the blender, very funny stuff. But events took an unfortunate twist during the final match. Four minutes into the match, the wrestler Killer Snow Level panicked after being set ablaze and ran into the crowd. It was later discovered that the wrong sort of fuel had been used. Rather than a pre-prepared wrestling fuel that sets you alight but does no damage, wrestlers had covered themselves in fuel that had been specifically formulated to burn longer and hotter than normal fuel. Killer Snow Level's opponent, Killer Strangle Leather, was also set ablaze by the spreading fire and ran through the campground, setting a number of tents ablaze. Despite the best efforts of the staff, I keep telling you, you fight fire with fire! Pour on more fuel! We'll help it burn itself out! The fire raged on through the night. Here, this magic milk will get it sizzling! And in the morning, almost a third of the campsite had been left in ashes. People make a big fuss about the fire, but not one person burned to death. It's the smoke that gets you, that's what caused the deaths. Don't get it? What's the big deal about smoke at a music festival? There was more than enough heroin going up in smoke backstage and in the organiser's office. Nobody complained about that! The final death toll from the fire is still unknown, but there are rumours that many of the bodies recovered from the horrific scene had already died from blood loss before the fire even began. Who organised that? Blood bank? Where's that blood going? I have not heard anything about this. Rental cannot be here. Nobody invited him. I know the rules. Only water and stakes. Kill on sight. Seek and destroy. Other attractions included a tattoo and piercing studio. Pierce them all. That skirted licensing laws after the festival grounds were declared to be part of international waters. Yes, all four of them. And an alternative comedy stage featuring some of the most innovative and simply edgiest comedians working today. My mother-in-law is so fat, but you can't say that now, can you? 
You can't say anything these days. It was the wonderful fellows at Spiked Comedy who, when booking the funny men, recommended to me a marvellous young musician called Lawrence Fox. At least, I assume he's marvellous. He couldn't actually sing any of his songs, you see, because of the woke Stasi. This song is called Me Too, but my record label won't let me play it because of a woke Stasi. You see, every time he tried to play a song... This next song is called White Lives Matter, but my record label won't let me play it because of the woke Stasi. We simply could not. This next song is called Genuine Concerns, but my record label won't let me play it because of the woke Stasi. Because of the woke Stasi. In the end, I tried calling his record label to plead with them to let him sing his songs. This next song is called Why I Should Be Allowed to Say as well as and The Welsh. But my record label won't let me play it because of the woke Stasi. But I couldn't get through to anyone. We later found out that the record label Lawrence is signed to, Fox Club Records, well, Lawrence is the director and sole board member there. Apparently he must have banned himself from playing any of his songs. This next song is called The Record Label Won't Let Me Play This Song Because of the Woke Stasi but my record label won't let me play it because of the woke Stasi. I will never forgive the woke Stasi for robbing me of the chance to hear Dear Lawrence's angelic voice. And the first to fall was laughter just to quell the unoffended. They seek to murder your opinion. Popular mainstream rock and roll wasn't the only music on offer at the festival. Gapes himself played regularly in the jazz tent. My very good friend, the milkman said. Give me that trumpet, I'll show you why they call me Old Blowhard. There's no rules in jazz, you play what's in your heart. Yes, this jazz is certainly hot, alright. And the country music tent was hoedowning right until it got engulfed by the fire from the wrestling. Ugh, this place stinks of shit. Grow up! It is cow manure from the cow.
cows an integral part of any civilised society gives the tent a sense of authenticity cannot have a country music concert without the crowd neck deep in cow manure now hand me that branding iron <laughs> I love that sound now everybody knows it's my cow mine my Quick, get me another! Another! Now! Before I come down! Uh, there aren't any more, sir! You've branded them all! No! I need to brand! You're not branded, are you? Come here! Let me burn your flesh! Stay back, boys! <laughs> He's on another branding rampage. Should, should we try to restrain him? He's heading into the audience. When Mr. Gates is like this, the only way to stop him is to let him tire himself out. The smell of a burning cow dung can still be smelt in Ilford Town Centre to this day. The lo-fi pop tent was my baby. And that's where I used a lot of the money I siphoned to bring in the bands. Yeah, it was great whilst it lasted. That and the vaporwave tent. Miller, how dare you! This isn't music. Why is that man on his laptop? I said no electronic devices allowed. He's a musician, Mike. That's Macross. A musician on a laptop? I let you have a tent and you do this. You are desecrating real music. This tent is hereby shut down, and now I'm shutting down your lo-fi pop tent too, just to teach you a lesson. Now get to the data centre and carry on with the highly illegal data harvesting. That's the only reason you're here. So I lost the vaporwave and lo-fi pop tents. But I thought if I did a good job illegally harvesting the data from all the mobile phones and laptops we confiscated, Mike would at least let my Japanese bands play. Unfortunately, the data centre seemed to interfere with some of the sound equipment on the main stage. Sister went to milk and she didn't know how illegal data harvesting at 4% instead of a cow. I don't understand these new electro bands. That illegal data harvesting song was terrible. Mr. Gates told the Ilford Enquirer that any problems on the first day of the festival were mere teething issues, and he had, in his own words, planted the seed that would grow from an acorn into a big tree. But by day two, even the usually unflappable MP was showing signs of strain. Miller! Get here at once! Yes, sir. Coming. I do not have a moment to spare! This is a travesty! Yes, Mr Gapes, I'm sure it is. What seems to be the problem? Clearly there has been some kind of a mistake. Look at this band of degenerates! One of your... 
deviant beat combo must have actually turned up to the festival in a bizarre freak accident. Um, no, sir, this is one of your bands. How dare you contradict me, lies and smears! I'm not lying, sir. This is angelic milk. Look, here's the main stage lineup for the afternoon. Weird milk on first, then the milkmen, then angelic milk. There is no way this motley crew can be angelic milk. Angelic milk are a wholesome enterprise for the whole family, committed to strong Western Judeo-Christian values. Speaking of motley crew, they're saying they still haven't been paid. They'll get their money when I say so. I have just been on the phone to my man at the home office. These people are Russian citizens. Russians and imposters. Let's hope the real angelic milk turn up before the go-home van arrives to deport this sorry bunch. Unlike most music festivals, there was no final act on the first night. Musical acts played all throughout the night. I don't care if you're tired! Smoke some of this white meth and get on stage! With many of the hardcore noise bands playing between 3 and 5am. This combined with security personnel conducting random drug checks on the majority of the tents throughout the night led to a great deal of fatigue amongst the festival goers on the dawn of the second day. When I was young, we would keep going for 120 hours straight. Now that was in part due to the amphetamines the military would issue us. Ilford South Pizza Emporium. People are no longer taking drugs off the baby changing table. But I think it was mainly due to my generation being better than the generations that came after us. These whining millennials can't deal with a little noise, a few bright lights, some random cavity searches. If that's the energy they have, then clearly young activists are a detriment to any political party. Luckily, I had just the solution to this tiredness problem in my new mobile laboratory. Despite a slow start, by 9am the crowds had become more energised, with some even describing the atmosphere as a wild frenzy. The acts of civil unrest that unfolded in a three-minute running time of Cheeseburger in Paradise may have been the single fastest ride in Ilford history since records began, but were more than violent enough to claim the lives of several more concert goers. The fires of the first night had barely been extinguished when the festival site was once again ablaze. Look, heavy is the head that wears the crown. That's what my dear childhood butler, Stormzy, always taught me. Mr Gapes has subsequently been criticised for his failure to mount an adequate response. And I was wearing a crown at the time. It was very heavy. I needed some R&R, you understand me. Rest and recuperation. I had a lot of responsibilities on my plate. Still do as a matter of fact. And I'll tell you this. It is all very well to appreciate the 
bountiful profits of one's heroin operation. But you do not truly have a feel for the business, unless you are constantly using the stuff yourself. My precious Japanese music acts were supposed to play on the main stage on the second day, but as their time slots grew closer and closer, they still hadn't appeared. Now, Georgie, I want you to pick them up, then drive them around Glasgow for a few days. In order to cope with the anxiety of the whole situation, I had a couple drinks to steady my nerves, and some white meth to combat the diarrhoea. Miller needs to learn this is my festival, not his. That time slot was my responsibility, and Mike Gapes made it very clear to me that if my bands didn't turn up, for any reason, that he was going to be docking my pay. Yes, sir. And now we can recoup some of the losses from Miller's wages when they don't show up. Obviously the bands weren't there, but I thought if I took to the stage and provided the entertainment, Gapes wouldn't hear about it. At the time he was in his private burlesque tent. <laughs> So I decided to explain the plot of Neon Genesis Evangelion to the crowd. I thought they would really engage with the ideas in the series. Once you have a crystal ball in the future, you can have to see more beforehand and make decisions about the whole future. Instead, it's the end of consciousness and free will for individuals, as we know, or through 2.0 in a very bad way. I find consciousness and an AI jacking for everyone. Knowing our hope and dreams, love victories. This is some PKD wirehead system where we plug in and give up on consciousness because of unlimited pleasure, but because we have already wired in and absorbed before we know it by giving over our consciousness to the system. Our daily decisions, as it was able to manipulate and control into a large system. And don't get me started on the food. We had the most wonderful food. Ilford South Pizza Emporium. The rats are gone. We would not lie about that again. Everyone went home well fed and nourished. Although some have disputed Mr Gapes' account of the cuisine's quality, when I interviewed Gapefest headliner Jimmy Buffett after his five hour set, he enthusiastically agreed. My Gapes bought me a cheeseburger! I love cheeseburgers! Yeah! I always put on a fine spread for my special guests and the cheeseburgers and margaritas got to Mr. and Mrs. Buffett more than loosened up, shall we say. <laughs> but Buffett's would be the last cheeseburger sold legally on the premises. Halfway through day two, Gapes severed commercial ties with his own gapering catering chain, citing severe ethical concerns. I had no idea what those swindlers were up to when I found out about their disreputable practices, I of course could no longer have anything to do with them. Burger on the house, Chief? Yes, I am here to pick up a number of cheeseburgers for my close personal friend, Jimmy Buffett. I would not advise trying to charge me for any of them. Right you are, Chief. Anything else? Yes. May I inquire as to the contents of this cheeseburger of which you speak? Cheese and more cheese, I presume? You're half right, sir. Don't be impetuous, young man! I am fully 100% correct, as ever. Yes, sir. Well, there's cheese, yes, but the burger itself is made from beef. I beg your pardon. I thought you said beef. I did say beef, sir. Beef? 
How dare you! But, Mr. Gates, beef is a standard. Eat a cow? You wish for me to eat a cow? What do you take me for? Some kind of barbarian? I'm sorry, sir. I didn't know you were a vegetarian. A vegetarian? What do you take me for? Some kind of communist? Don't you know it is against me law to kill a cow? I am calling these boys in blue. Miller? Yes, boss. Hide for shit. We'll have to pay them off again. Every day I have a Every day I have See me worry, baby. See me worry, baby. You, I hate to Using all his connections, favours owed, and a large amount of money, Gapes was able to bring in some very big names. Tony Blair and Bill Clinton had agreed to perform a once-in-a-lifetime duet, with Blair rocking his guitar, laying down some tasty licks over Clinton's superb jazz saxophoning. I had set a large portion of the budget to bring in these two modern superstars, the Romulus and Ramus, to my she-wolf. What a coup that would be for me. Rumours that a new political supergroup was set to be formed resulted in great excitement from the fine political commentators the UK has. A thousand think pieces bloomed and I was fortunate enough to gain an interview with one of the UK's premier political experts and have a white working class think. John Harris, thank you for giving me this interview. It's a pleasure, Timothy. Jimothy? Timothy. Blair, Clinton and Gates could be the biggest supergroup since my plan to combine the guy from Oasis, the guy from Blur and the other guy from Oasis, with me on the drums and also being the frontman. The white working class would have loved it. That's what Labour needs to focus on. Britpop groups from the 90s, not Palestine and trans rights. Quite right. Going back to the music... Yeah, the market traders in Grimsby don't want any mosques in their town. Uh, and Labour need to pay attention to their genuine concerns if they're ever going to win back these constituencies. Back to the music. When I'm in Blackpool and finding the loudest proudest, most racist people I can, they all tell me that there's far too many non-white people. Labour needs to be much more racist if they ever want to attract these people I back. I think we're done here. I'm as left-wing as they come. But when I'm in the EDL marches, interviewing the men with the swastika tattoos on their faces, they tell me the black... Sadly, the envisioned supergroup never came to pass, due to what the insurance claim describes as a malicious act of God. It's all written down here, clear as a crystal of my darling white meth. Dear Mr. Gaper, I would yes be delighted to do the music, send the $800,000 in untraceable bitcoin, and we I do the music good, send the money now, I get the money, do the music good. From the real Tony Blair at the Tonty Blair Fundushian. I can't believe I didn't think of that first. That is a written contract that will hold up in any court. But 
when I rang the Tony Blair Foundation to get the details for his rider. They said it was the first he was hearing of it, and the date of the festival conflicted with a talk on how to silence nosy journalists he was giving in Saudi Arabia that weekend. Well, it is very important work, and our dearest ally deserves the advice of our most beloved politician. So then I had to call up Bill and ask if he could turn the duet into a solo, but his staffers rudely said they'd never heard of me. Yet here I have this email. Dear Mr. Gaper, I would yes be delighted to do the music. Send me $800,000 in untraceable Bitcoin and we, I do the music good. Send me money now, I get the money, do the music good, from William Clinton at clintonfoundation.org. That one might actually have been from Bill. With Blair and Clinton no longer available as advertised, Gapes decided to approach the man who combines the best attributes of the two. The only man, aside from myself, who combines the trustworthiness and humility of Tony Blair with the innocence and purity of William Clinton. My old comrade in arms, Tim Farron. Me and Tim go way back, back to our days as drinking buddies. Milk drinking buddies. Me and Big Mike. We only drink the finest of the milks. You can't trust the water, you see. Because of the chemicals. Yes, the chemicals. Giving men strange urges that make a mockery of God's will. You've got to be careful of that sort of thing, you know. That's why I never shake hands with men. It's a slippery slope. If you're willing to touch another man's hand, who knows what other part of his body you might end up touching. Like his cock. (laughs) Yes, Mike. Or his anus. Exactly. One minute you're fist-bumping Jimmy Buffett. The next you've got that very same fist right up to your elbow, buried deep in his tight. Yes, well, you, you get the idea. Now, I'm not on the phone. Some of the best men I've met have been the ones in the conversion camp around, okay? Replacing Blair and Clinton with Farron meant we went from being cream to Ringo Starr and his all-star band. From one supergroup to a different but equally good, if not superior, supergroup. I was Ringo Starr, and Tim was Colin Hay from Men at Work. Some of the voyeurs weren't available after acting childish over the money. If we're going to do this, I want to make sure... Well, that I get much more money than anyone else. The only way I can make that work is if you're the only member of your band that gets paid. I'm sure they won't mind. It's the music that's important. Luckily, some of the goons were musically trained, and with all the spying they do of my enemies' bedrooms, they can easily be characterised as voyeurs. So I knew Tim Farron and the voyeurs were formed. A better Tim Farron and the voyeurs, like when the dead Kennedys kicked out that trot bastard Jelly Biffer at my insistence. 
I did give them their name, after all. It was a dark day in Dallas, November 63. Some of the new band members weren't quite up to snuff. However, with my gentle but firm management skills, I was able to help them improve quite dramatically. Let's get these symbols a bit higher. But Mr. Farron. Call me Tim. But Tim. Actually, no, I think Mr. Farron is much more appropriate. But Mr. Farron, I can't reach them when they're that high. You've got them eight feet up now. You've got to hit your symbols high. Otherwise people might think you're, you know. Think I'm what? A bit queer. Gapes and Farron got along like a festival partially on fire. The only hint of turbulence was when sorting out Favon's rider. What is it, Tim? The goons told me you were distressed. Oh, Mike, this won't do. My rider specifically said I was to have ten pints of whole milk, and they've given me ten pints of semi-skimmed. This is an outrage. I am so sorry, Tim. Rest assured, I will personally track down and punish the goon responsible for this. And that's not all. I also asked for ten pints of semi-skin milk and they got me ten pints of whole milk. That's simply not what I asked for. Heads will roll. That rider mix-up was the worst thing that happened at the festival. I still lie awake at night, wondering if there was something more I could have done to prevent it. Tim being the professional he is, soldiered on with his set, but I could see the sadness in his eyes. This next song is called Sting. The Russians don't love their children. And uh, one, two, three, hold, hold on, hold on, you there, yes, yes you. C can you and your fellow male try to keep a bit more distance apart? You don't want to be dancing like that. You might touch each other. And we all know where that leads. No, stop that. Don't hold his hand. Security! Security! Can you please escort these men from the festival? Separately! Dufford South Peaks Vimpolium. This time the rats are really gone. We wouldn't lie about it a third time. You know, I wasn't sure about this chill-out tent, but it's working wonders. Look at everyone relaxed and lying down. Sadly, the chill-out tent had to be evacuated after a carbon monoxide leak took the lives of 72 young festival goers. The only problem here is that weird smell. Oh well, I'm sure it's nothing to be concerned about. I heard there was a guy who paid people in order to let his band perform or put him in a film. We didn't have a film, but we did have a music festival. I didn't think it could be worse than any of the other acts we put on. So I put him on during the piss break between Farron and the Buffett set. At first I was thrilled by this young man's music energy. It really rocked my cock. And when I heard he had political ambitions, I was happy to share certain techniques and tactics with him. Postal votes, that's what you need. Get as many uncompleted postal votes as you can get your hands on. Unfortunately, he quickly revealed himself to be a swindler and a thief. Do we get things back on track? 
history of heroin. They are the ones responsible for answering these questions. They're not asking the question, what is the China connection? What connects these chemicals Lies and smears. from Shanghai, from K2. China are our precious allies and a budding market for concert documentaries. I don't have any heroin connection whatsoever with the horrible gentlemen of the Chinese triads. Why don't you pick on a real communist country like Russia? Such a shame to see a promising young man succumb to popularism, the heroine of our times. Yo, normally these festival folks just want the hits. Cheeseburger in Paradise, Margaritaville, the Pina Colada song. But Mr. Gates is a true connoisseur. He asked for a five-hour set of all my material, even the deep cuts. The stuff nobody likes because it's terrible or too obscene, like fucking a dolphin riding the blowhole. But for some reason, my merch just didn't seem to be selling. Get your genuine bootleg Buffett merch here. 10% cheaper than his official merch stand. We've got cheeseburgers. We've got margaritas. We've got a hundred albums of unreleased material that he left on an unattended laptop. Never heard before. Possibly because it's too good. Don't forget to check out the sex tapes where I fuck his wife. By hour three, my voice was getting a bit sore, and the smoke wasn't helping. Why won't it turn off? Don't know. I don't know. How much smoke does it have? These machines were just meant to hide the cover bands. There's sparks coming out, yeah? Uh, I think, uh, I think we should get off the stage. Gates was kind enough to give me some of what he assured me was cocaine for free, too. He said he'd snorted enough of my stuff. It was only fair to let me share some of his. Let me be clear, I may have snorted some cocaine, but that was only because the more I snorted, the less there was for other people to abuse. It was a purely selfless action. This was the good shit too. I've never had energy like that before. My show took on a whole new dimension. Just great coke, man. Way better than the cheeseburgers. I've had diarrhea ever since I ate those. He'll be back. They all come back for more. Jimmy Buffett is mine now. My property. Oi, where's the toilets? Oh, uh, just over there, sir. No, that's the Gigi Allen Memorial, isn't it? Yes, but it's also the bathroom too. It's what you would have wanted. The G.G. Allen Memorial was my idea. I knew it would piss Gapes off. That swindler, that thief, he stole most of his act from my influential Jesus tour anyway. After Buffett's set finished, the security staff rounded up all the festival goers and herded them to the main stage to watch what was to be the first of many performances by Mike Gates. Some people say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Nonsense! Once you've got the pipe down its neck, 
and started the pump. You can make it drink until it explodes. I believe this was the first time you performed in public since your controversial Jesus tour. Yes, I don't think the public understood. It was just a performance. I wasn't saying I was actually Jesus. Fuck you! Fuck you all! I'm Jesus! This is not a performance! I, Mike Gapes, am literally Jesus Christ! I will kill you! I will kill all of you! You can take that as a death threat! If a recording of this is played in a court of law, this is not part of the performance! I, Mike Jesus Christ Gapes, am threatening to kill all of the audience members with the guns and bombs I have illegally purchased from the Colombian hunter. Yes, that is a terrorist threat by me, Mike Gapes, the man who is Jesus. I have wired this whole building to blow, and if any fucker leaves or attempts to call the police, I'll set it off. Don't push me, I've survived worse. Performance art is dead in this country. Once all the festival goers had been corralled and the wreckage of the smoke machines cleared from the stage, Gapes strode on stage wearing a cape and a crown, resplendent with bright jingling bells, before quickly leaving. After he had put on the rest of his clothes, he once again re-emerged. This is a song I wrote about a certain old bastard called Jeremy. As you can tell, this troublemaker is a complete cunt. In between each song, Gapes would perform a variety of tricks to show that he was not just a musician, but a complete performer. There was plate spinning. Ah, fuck. Juggling. Ah, fuck. And even knife throwing. Thank you, thank you. It's all in the wrist. Gapes' performance has been described as transcendent. I was transcendent. And would surely be remembered as the greatest show of all time if it were not overshadowed by the unfortunate incident. Before the festival, we had run a competition for a fan to appear on stage with Gapes during his performance. We only got one entrance, possibly due to the £150 entry fee. That poor young guy must have been a real gapehead. I tried explaining to Mike what would happen backstage before he began his performance, but I'm not sure he was listening. So, the fan gets on stage. Yes, yes, where's my crown? Where you'll present him with a cake and the entire band will douse him with champagne. Wait, um, where's the cake and champagne? Go on, give me that cape! Look, 
If a seven foot tall ISIS terrorist rushes the stage wearing a bomber vest, shouting, I am an ISIS terrorist and I am going to commit a terrorist act and subdue him. That is my responsibility as the protector of Ilford South. He was a skinny five foot two white kid wearing a t-shirt saying, I won the Meet Gapes competition. I have been heavily vetted by security and Mr. Gapes has been briefed on this. Pleased to meet you. Hope you guessed my name. And now, the winner of the Meet Gapes competition. What's puzzling you is the nature. Who the fuck are you? Oh my god, my Gapes. I can't believe this is happening. Come to get revenge for Hashmikov and Zangief. Russia don't want to get their hands dirty, so we send an ISIS agent, is it? Well, you'll share their fate. Why security didn't stop Gates, I don't know. After he'd finished gutting the fan and rubbing the blood on his face and groin, he went into the audience. This reminds me of the 1970 documentary Giving Shelter, which covered the events of the notorious Altamont concert. The similarities are uncanny. I stuck around St. Petersburg when I saw it was time for change. Yes, I agree. Although despite reports, it's just an urban legend that the stands were singing sympathy for the devil. Pleased to meet you. Hope you guess my name. That's right. They're actually singing under my thumb. From their breakthrough 1966 album, Aftermath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, baby. Hope you guessed my name. Yeah. It was the blood that caused it. Take that. There was simply too much blood for him to resist. The Black Ops Goon Squad could have handled the incident. They are trained for just such situations, but at the time they were on the west side of the festival, dealing with another attack from the strange beasts of the rainforest. I don't know if you heard about us framing him for the East End murders. Who knows how that thing thinks. But suddenly a knife-wielding Gates wasn't the biggest danger in the crowd. So you meet me, have some courtesy, have some... Is that... Oh, oh no! He is here! Everyone, to the landing strip! Call Jeffrey! Don't look back! He might not notice us! Leave him! We still have the second crew! We need to go to the landing strip before rental! <gasps> I sure could use another cheeseburger. Shut the fuck up, Buffett! We all need to be sharp. Take some more of this cocaine. We can't have you shitting yourself now. It's here. The Lolita Express is here. Oh, I've never been so happy to see it. Get on board, everyone. Ah, Mr. It's good to see you again. I go by 
Mike Gapes. Now, Jeffrey, don't use that name again. Ah, oh, that makes sense. I can see why you changed it. All those lies and smears about you. Lies and smears, that's what they were. I've covered up a flame in holy water, just like you asked. Let's get this door closed. That was a close one. Next stop, Big St. James Island. The secret second island nobody knows about. That's where the real sick shit happens. Fantastic! And Jimmy, we can get you a new wife whilst we're there. I will help you pick. Well, I do have nine other wives, but ten is such a nice round number. Yeah. If you like Hemus Colossus, come down to my island. You can have this. That's where it goes down. If you like penis colladas and f***ing up the ass, I'm not funded by it. And I will never kill myself. Ilford South owes a massive debt to Mike Gapes for Gapefest. No, wait, it's the other way round. Gapefest LTD did indeed go into administration due to the many large loans it took out and was unable to repay. But nobody can say they weren't prompt and generous with the salaries they paid their staff. And that's another £800,000 bonus payable to me for all my hard work. That puts the company £20.8 million in debt. I see. Better make it £900,000 then. Every festival has its ups and downs. For every fire that broke out, and there were a lot of fires, there was the hologram of Tupac that shook my hand and declared me the greatest anti-racist of all time, or all the money I made. You know, I really think that the people who attended will never forget it. My Gapes MP is still the former MP of Ilford South. Richard Miller is missing. Jimmy Buffett left Big St. James Island with four new wives and a new strain of gonorrhea. I call it Margarita Gonorrhea. Jeffrey Epstein died in prison after breaking his neck with a bedsheet whilst the guards weren't at their desks and all the cameras malfunctioned. Shortly before he was due to testify that many of the most powerful people in the world were paedophiles. And as for me, Gapefest taught me to live your life fully, because you never know when it might end. That's why I'm training for a white collar boxing event. You can take place next month at the Ilford Catholic Community Centre. If you enjoyed this documentary, please come along and cheer me on. It should prove fun for all the family. Well, I'm not quite sure why that was allowed to air, 
But please rest assured, Jimothy Baker will never be on this station again.